Welcome to another episode of Late Night with Tamir Benelli. And today we have Christina and Vanessa Tamaro. Is that how you pronounce your last name? You know what? That's one way to pronounce it. When we went to Italy, yeah. it's funny. They told us that's actually how it's pronounced, but here we go by Tamaro. So it's a pretty funny story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for, uh, for joining tonight. And um, today we're going to talk about, sorry? Thanks for having us. Oh yeah, it's my pleasure. And uh, the topic for today is traveling. And I think we're, we both have the credentials. Well, I guess all three of us technically, um, because you know, like I just came back from Europe and you guys are just in Vegas, right? Yeah. 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 And, and then a couple of months before that you were in Paris and then we were, all three of us were in Mexico even before that. So you know. exactly, we met while traveling too. So it's kind of a, a great theme. Yeah, that that was going to be the first thing I wanted to discuss, actually. So why, why don't you explain how we ended up meeting? Oh, my God, it's a funny story. So I remember uh, Vanessa and I, we went for dinner at a resort. Uh, we were in Cancun, Mexico, by the way, during the Christmas holidays, actually in between. It was coming up on New Year's. And uh, yeah, so we went to dinner and it was pretty good. We had a good time. And then we were ready to take the shuttle back to our hotel and grab a nightcap and then head home. So <laughs> for the shuttle and uh we're, I'm just looking at my sister and I'm like man like this is a really long wait for the shuttle but hey whatever <laughs> vacation no worries and then these really drunk guys from Nova Scotia come up to us drunk not even knowing like where they are who they're talking to and just start talking to us and asking us if we want to go on a party bus to Cancun <laughs> and I was like these guys are unbelievable like they're actually going to take a party bus and go to like Coco Bongo like they're not in the state like I don't even know if they're gonna make it <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, we were just laughing and like, you know, joking around with them and they actually got in this big limo and left. And then I remember I turned to you and I noticed you were waiting for the shuttle. And I was like, oh, like not knowing it was you to me at the time, but I looked at you and I was like, man, like those guys are really drunk and man, the shuttle is a really <laughs> long wait, isn't it? And we just started talking from then and we realized we were staying at the same hotel and we were chit-chatting on the way back to the shuttle from what I remember. And then we we like just kept in touch and just kept hanging out at different moments during the trip. Yeah, and then we figured out that we live like neighboring boroughs. Mm -hmm. So we're like, well, we're gonna have to that <laughs> when we get back from the trip because like we have to, like we're such neighbors. So that was a funny fact that we figured out, I don't know, on night one, night two. Yeah. Yeah, night one you meet someone that lives in the same neighborhood as you back home. Like, what are the odds of that? Yeah, on the whole yeah. trip, you were the only other Montrealer we met because everybody else was like American or from Toronto. And uh, we were the three Montrealers in uh, Cancun. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it is really, I guess, lucky because I thought that might happen again when I was in Europe. Mm -hmm. And every time I asked someone, nowhere near Montreal. Um, so it was really fortunate. Yeah, because yeah, same thing in Vegas. Met a bunch of Torontonians, no Montrealers except for us. <laughs> Yeah. And so for the uh, the first question, do you think that everyone should travel? Yeah, I have to really think about that question. You know what? I think everyone should travel. Everyone has a different meaning of what travel is. Like for me, it's getting on a plane and going somewhere totally different and new. For other people, it's just like driving out of the city for the weekend. But yeah, I think it's so important at the very minimum to leave your, you know, your creature comfort place like your neighborhood and just venture out and try something different just do something to get you out you know what do you think uh, 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, you know, travel within your means. If you're able to experience another culture, like I love doing that. Um, everywhere I've been to this year, except for Paris, I'd never been to. So that was pretty cool. Going to Cancun for the first time, Vegas, and I went to Martinique for the first time. So I'm very much the type of traveler who likes to go to different places, but it's always in the back of my mind. Like, I want to go back to Italy. I want to go back to certain areas but at the same time I'm like but there's so much still to see so yeah just seeing new places getting outside of my Montreal apartment you know that's super mm. change the scenery I think everybody should travel just uh just to get like a new outlook meet new people I mean we never would have met if neither of us all traveled mm. to Mexico so it's like a good way to network too and uh make new connections new friends like mm -hmm. the best there's yeah. no there's no downside yeah. in my opinion yeah. you know, traveling for me is a big stress like when I go somewhere new mm -hmm. I let go of all the baggage that I had in my current home or work life or whatever I'm just breaking away from routine and for me it just brings down my anxiety my stress mm -hmm. I get a better outlook and more optimism I am an optimistic mm -hmm. person but sometimes like you know life can get you down a little bit and sometimes just again just little trip weekend away whatever it is or a long excursion like I really think it could help change your thoughts on things yeah I really think everyone should travel because I mean some people I guess they say like I don't see a point in it or I'm too busy or you know something like that but I think mm -hmm. you should try to find a way to fit it in because I notice like most of the time when I'm telling stories I say when I was in this place and then you know blah 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 and And I realized that, like, if I wasn't a person who traveled, I, I wouldn't have, like, as many, like, interesting stories and, like, lessons that I learned. So I really think it's something everyone should do. No, oh, could not agree with you more. Totally. Yeah. And um, is there a place that you've been to that you love so much that you're thinking about maybe moving there one day or at least visiting way more often in the future? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I alluded to that before. I loved going to Italy back in 2016. Mm -hmm. That was my first trip to Europe ever, I believe, was it? Mm -hmm. When we went? Yeah, it was. No, so, you oh, you're right. Okay, so it was my first time ever in Italy, but not my first time in Europe. But it was my longest trip to Europe, and it was amazing. Like, I think about going back to Italy all the time. I just, every time I get enticed to go to Vegas or go to Cancun, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to go do that, and I'll go to Italy one day, one day. But that place felt like home. Like, I don't know if you both of you ever traveled somewhere and you show up and like the people are nice, the food is good, you can find your way around, you're comfortable. Like, I didn't feel like I was out of place there. I was like, wow, like, I feel like I'm home, away from home. Would I ever live there? No. Um, I'd do a long trip like I did again. I did it three weeks um, with Christina um, and her boyfriend of the time. And we loved it. Three weeks was like nice enough to like take your time, visit. We didn't really feel rushed. Um, how we broke up our trip was pretty good. Um, so like if I could do three weeks in Italy, man, I would do it again. But otherwise, because of work and all that, I'd probably have to do like 10 days. And I'd probably maybe shorten the number of places to make sure I could still take my time. Uh, like that's what Italy is. You take your time, you eat the food, you just we walk around. I wouldn't live there because I love Montreal. <laughs> Montreal is amazing. It has everything you want. There's Italian food. There's all the food you want. There's all the cultures you want. Um, the opportunities here are just amazing. So 
no, I wouldn't live there, but I would travel anywhere and everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's my MO. Oh, <laughs> what about you guys? Well, for me, I felt that I even looked up visas at the time when I went to Scotland, believe it or not. When I went to Scotland, mm-hmm. I felt like I was at home. They are just as hospitable as Canadians, super friendly, beautiful, like Edinburgh and uh, Glasgow are beautiful cities. Um, Glasgow is more like a university college town. So if you're in your 20s and you want to go and meet people your age and have a good time, whether it's going to a pub or um, just hanging out or just, you know, walking around campus and stuff, definitely the place to go. And then Edinburgh, kind of like if I can compare it to Montreal, like it's like the old port, like really old, really beautiful, lots of beautiful parks and stuff. Just the people there, super friendly, lots of opportunities. They love Canadians. The nature there, the hiking, if you're a nature lover, it's totally the place for you. But yeah, I remember leaving that and I, I looked at my, my boyfriend at the time when I traveled and I said, we need to move here. Like, why are you in Canada? This place is awesome. Like, there's so much opportunity for us here. And I was looking up the visas and they actually take Canadians like super easily. But, you know, in the end, what happens when you touch down and you get back home, you get back into the swing <laughs> of things a few weeks in, that fantasy goes away. But uh, currently, like um, the next month, I'm going to be uh, traveling to Australia and I'm going to be living there for three months. So who knows? Maybe mm. my work permit might turn into something more permanent, but I think I'm going to come back. <laughs> I think I we'll have the same sentiment. I love Montreal, too. We'll see. Mm. But yeah. What about you, Tamir? Yeah, um, for me, the only place, honestly, that I feel that way is Florida. Because mm-hmm. I find it's not very like some parts obviously are touristy, like Orlando and all that. But I find it's like a really nice you know, place of like amazing weather and palm trees and beaches. And usually when you're in a place like that, the main language is not English. So it's like one of the few places where you have that like amazing weather and beaches and culture and all that, but it's all English. So there's, and also like everything is pretty cheap there. So I don't know. I really Mm -hmm. like Florida. It's like, it's not the, the most exciting, you know, it's not like Italy or something or like Japan or something cool like that. But I find it's a really nice place where, like, I, I love being there. And I find the people are super nice also. I fully support yeah. your decision if you move there because I would love to come stay with you in the winters. Winters are cold here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I like Florida, too, because, like, you have the ocean and the beach. That's, like, one of my favorite things to do on vacation. It's, like, I want to be somewhere warm. I want to, like, just enjoy, like, a beach day. So Florida, you mm-hmm. can do that. I've never been to like the Florida Keys. I heard that's like amazing. You get kind of like a piece mm. of like the down south vibe and every other part. Of, I don't know. The only place I've been to Florida was really Orlando. And where have you been in Florida, Tamir? Uh, I went twice. The first time was Orlando, like doing all the touristy stuff. But yeah. I went like two years ago to Tampa and it was like completely amazing. It was yeah. like so laid back and like beautiful. And like I loved it so much. Again, I watched Selling Tampa, so I fully support your decision to move to Tampa. I will pull you. Yeah, and, and they're really not that expensive also, especially compared to Canadian prices. It's like a steal almost. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, do you have any travel hacks that you've learned that you want to share? Ooh, always too many outfits that's for sure <laughs> yeah that's true I, when we went to Mexico I brought like four pairs of shoes and I wore one pair the whole time so 
probably mm. like thinking more realistically about what you're packing, lay it all out before you bring everything. Like think, are you really gonna wear those three pairs of heels that did not wear flat shoes the whole time in Mexico? And I was very happy I did that. I wasn't sore. My feet weren't sore from like dancing all night. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely one thing I would say pack a carry-on wherever you can um I, although I did check the luggage when I went to Martinique we checked the luggage when we went to Mexico but we mm. didn't it's easier to not check when it's a long weekend so Paris and Vegas we just had carry-ons and that's always nice because you avoid the mm. luggage uh carousel so <laughs> I appreciated doing that when I can um but sometimes you know you're gone for a week down south you need a luggage <laughs> yeah I think for me, it's like your uh, vacation starts at the airport. So go to the airport bar, get a drink, chill out. You show up early, your flight, great. You're delayed, no stress. Like you're on mm -hmm. vacation, it starts then. Like yeah. the airports have been crazy right now. I love being at the airport. I love the airport. <laughs> you can grab a mimosa if you're there for an early flight or grab like some wine or champagne, mm -hmm. or beer, which we did before Paris. We had like some champagne. Yeah. Oh, Thank you. Wine. Be nice because how many times have they done that for us because we joke around with them and we don't stress them out like i think that's really important right now have a lot of patience things won't go as planned getting there while you're on your trip and coming home so just like go with the flow yeah it's not so much a hack but it's definitely a piece of advice and uh mm -hmm. yeah i think that's that's what i'm gonna go with yeah 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 i mean i i also agree with having a drink at the airport but one thing that i want to <laughs> add with that is that right now I would say that what I discovered in like the last year is that there's some credit cards out there that give you things like lounge access and priority security. So that's going to probably be my travel hack because I got that recently on my trip like to Europe was the first time that I had it. And it's like a whole different world. I have to say, like, it's oh, incredible. I've never done the lounge. So you loved it. It's like, you'll oh, never it's go a, back. To amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Wow, so nice. You know, it's funny you say that because actually a week ago I just got a travel credit card so I can get more like Aeroplast points and stuff because it's mm -hmm. like you might as well make points off of your travel, take advantage of discounts or use points to pay for your flight or upgrades. It's totally worth it. Now I'm going to check if I get some lounge access or at least a discount. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I get points on my credit card, but I don't think I have lounge access. Yeah. I'm going to consider that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely solid advice from here. Yeah. But interestingly enough, though, in Montreal, I got denied the lounge because it was so busy. And I, I couldn't really complain, honestly, because like it makes sense. I've never seen the airport like that in my life. Yeah. Like we, we arrived maybe four hours early and we like just made our flight. Wow. Like it was it was completely insane. Like just like we, we weren't even like we wanted to sit down and at least get a drink and like to eat, but we couldn't. So even just to get like a sandwich, we were waiting in line at Jabayu for like maybe oh. over half an hour. And we had to, we went to grab our sandwich to go eat it at the gate, which I already don't like doing. I prefer to relax. And then even at the gate, we couldn't even sit because of how busy it was. So we had to stand up and eat like while waiting to board. So oh, yeah, Mon Montreal is ridiculous right now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, long wait times right now. Yeah, apparently Toronto's even worse though. Yeah. <laughs> Next weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm but I'm playing domestic, yeah. Montreal, Toronto, Julie. Really yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, and uh, we flew back through Toronto when we came back from Vegas, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, they, they even yeah, they even let us off the plane uh, first because they're like, any connections, get off the plane first. Everybody else sit down, and uh, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, we're walking through. We're like, let's see how bad it gets, but it never did. Like we got to our gate way in advance. Our flight mm-hmm. was delayed an hour, but it was that's kind of normal. Like it was coming from Montreal, they had to deplane those people and then get us on. So it was pretty good. Mm, nice you got lucky i guess yeah thank god because we were exhausted we wanted to just go home <laughs> <at that point. laughs> yeah and um what would you say is your favorite city that you've been to so far this is a hard question to me okay <laughs> favorite city oh my gosh uh... Uh, maybe because like I'm in a summer mindset, I'm gonna say like I loved going to Greece in particular. Crete was very nice, but that's an island. The city was Heraklion, I should say, and apparently that's not even the nicest city of Crete. We didn't even see like the full island of Crete, but it's huge, and we did, we had very limited time when we went. So the beaches there were beautiful. The food was amazing, like, and it's pretty cheap to eat and drink in Greece, you know, on certain islands, which was nice. So that one would probably be up there in my top three but i'll stick to just the one i'll stick to great <laughs> final answer <laughs> like it's gonna be like like maybe because like i'm about to say last year only i'm gonna say cancun because it's the one trip i've had so far where i was at the airport crying on the way home <laughs> i was so sad it was over i've never been by half because i had too much fun it was just i didn't want to i didn't want to go home i had such a great time so many great memories not a negative thing to say about the experience uh, I cried. Yeah, so, you cried. Yeah. Home, I cried the last night. Yeah, she cried the night before, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, man up, we got a night. We're gonna have fun. Stop it. And then I'm at the airport, and all of a sudden, like under my mask and under my sunglasses, I was like, oh man, here it comes. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Um, honestly, I have to say Rome. Uh, it it was i don't know there's something about that city it's like incredible it is yeah like the atmosphere and like you're just walking around and there's a mix of like like the palm trees and then like those roman trees and there's like the Colosseum and the ancient ruins everywhere and like all these like amazing restaurants that are open until like three in the morning and like and they're all full like all day all night Mm -hmm. like i i really yeah i i love rome me too. Rome is beautiful. It was. Yeah, and then for like, what would you say if it's not a city, but more of like a region or like a non-urban area? Oh, then I would say Florence, hands down. Florence, Italy. Italy. Yeah, Tuscany area, the wine country, the food, and just like the like you said, like the landscape. It's just like amazing to see like all these old buildings, like. I can give a different answer. Region? Yeah. Oh, Grand Canyon. Really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. You feel like like the sublime. Like you feel like this small little thing, part of this huge, vast. Like pictures don't do it justice. Until you're there, you feel like the smallest thing in this beautiful, beautiful place. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, did you go there when you went to Vegas, or you went another time? 
I went, the, I've been to Vegas twice. The first time I went to the Grand Canyon was my first time in Vegas four years ago. And uh, we drove down and uh, we spent the day there and it was just amazing. Just jumping rocks, taking pictures off of crazy cliffs and just, yeah, it was amazing. Mm, nice. I saw it when I was flying, like when I was going to uh, LA, I saw it like from the plane and it looked really nice, but I'm sure it's way nicer in person. Oh, it's beautiful. I highly recommend it. People can go camping there if they want, or even a day trip. It's plenty. It's it's just enough time to just see and just feel like just incredibly small. It's the only way I could describe it. Yeah, I'd probably also say Tuscany or even uh, like Portugal, like um, near Lisbon. There's this town called Cascais. Yes, I did. Like, I like. Oh, it. really? There for the first time, they have like little waves that you can practice mm. on, and uh, I tried my first time surfing in Portugal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he liked it. Yeah, that place is is like magical. I don't know. There's something. Yeah, the food is really good. Like the views are amazing. Yeah, and there's beaches, which is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Portugal too is on my like list of like amazing places. Like mm-hmm. good food, natas every day. <laughs> Yeah, and um, what about, have you ever been to a place that you think is super overrated? No, I, I don't think so. I always, I always get, get something out of every place that I go to. I mean, actually, I, I jokingly said this to Vanessa, like Toronto's overrated because Montreal's way better. <laughs> if I have to pick a place, I like going to Toronto, don't get me wrong, but when I live there, I hell no. <laughs> and I think it's overrated I think it's just a good place to get a job and work if you're a business career oriented person but if you're looking for a lifestyle connection uh people uh diversity I mean there is that there in Toronto too but there's something about Montreal I mean things are just open later here bars restaurants everything mm-hmm. Toronto everything's closed at one it's just not the same yeah some mm-hmm. most things yeah it's Ontario Oh, but yeah, yeah, but I get Ottawa. Like things close at one. Toronto. Are you sure Toronto too? Maybe it's getting better. Maybe it's getting more touristy now. But I don't know. I think Toronto's a bit overrated. I feel like it's like a copy paste of Montreal, and it's just not the same. <laughs> it's the New York of Canada. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Montreal's a New York again. No, no, no. You don't say that about Montreal. New York of Canada. It's like you know, very oh, like Anglo, very like oh, okay, business, yeah. like. Montreal has that, yes, but I wouldn't call Montreal the New York of Canada. Oh, Montreal's more like the little Europe of Canada. Yeah. Like whenever people I know that come here and they've never really come to Montreal, they're like, oh my God, it's a small, uh, small Europe. Like it feels like I'm in, uh, I'm in France and in, in Montreal. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, me either. I can't. Say I've been somewhere where I felt it was overrated. Uh, no, no, nothing comes to mind. You to me? Really? No, oh, for sure. Yeah. Where? What? Um, number one is the Leaning Tower of Pisa, or like Pisa in general. I thought it was cool. Did you take your picture holding it up? Yeah, but I mean, like, it's like a giant tourist trap of a city. I find like. Yeah, there's all the souvenir people around trying to like get you to buy something yeah it's true it could be like a little like a little tacky but I liked it we climbed to the top of it did you do that no yeah yeah it's a cute view and it's weird walking on a slant in a circle so you get to the top (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's funny to watch people take their pictures doing all their like and I probably had the worst food in Italy there also yeah hmm 
Yeah, we didn't eat in Pisa. We literally stopped there for like two hours, you know, climbed up, took photos, departed. So good to know. I'm glad we didn't eat there. <laughs> yeah. And the other place I'd say is like, I don't know if like Hollywood, but like specifically the Walk of Fame. Mm. Oh, yeah. Say, it's like very underwhelming. It's like almost like a worst version of uh, Times Square with like be- better weather. That's basically what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> My list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like California has some amazing places, but the Walk of Fame is super disappointing. Uh-huh. I think. Okay. Yeah, I could maybe I'll get a little thrill out of like, oh, cool, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> and then that's it. Got myself. <laughs> yeah. And um, <clears throat> have you ever flown a business or first class before? And if you did, uh, what do you think of it? So we flew, was it premium? Would you call that business? It was premium economy. Premium economy. So no, mm-hmm. never flown business or first class. So I flew business coming back from, uh, where was it coming back really? from? Really? That's not yeah. business when we did? No, it was premium economy. Business is like, more, oh. like another one in front. Oh. Yeah, I flew business yeah. uh, coming back from Las Vegas. The food was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I was lucky. I got. I I have friends that work for Canada. I got upgraded. I could never Mm -hmm. just the cost myself, but it was very cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. Going home to Mexico, or on the way in, that you got to. So business. uh, It was both ways, and it was business. Um, But the thing is, I've I've flown business, I guess, three times, but never once did I like pay for it fully. What I always do is like buy economy or like premium, and then they have the up the bidding upgrades. Oh. And usually you could get business for like dirt cheap that way. So that's a, maybe another travel hack that I should add. Big travel hack, yeah. Try and get yeah. yourself a business class ticket. <laughs> yeah, like for in Mexico, I upgraded to, like I bid like each way like one hundred sixty dollars, oh. and I got it. And for like the experience you get, that's like definitely worth it usually it's like triple the price of economy or something yeah yeah recently looked up how much it would cost to go first class or business to australia it's twenty five thousand dollars one way actually actually (laughs) yeah swear to god if you look it up for a september flight 25 g's (laughs) that's like that's a hell of an experience i mean you can do it you can lie back in the pod but I mean, 15 hours, you get a great night's sleep, but oh my gosh, I'm like, I don't have, if I had the points to offset, uh, maybe like four quarters, like a three quarters of the cost, maybe, but man, yeah, it's insane, the price is right now. Oh my God. Yeah, like that is definitely not worth it, but no. when you, when you could get it with the bidding, it's 100% worth it, that's what I would yeah. say. If I can bid, I'm, I'm going to war, I'm going to try. <laughs> 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 oh, is it with Air Canada? Yeah. Okay, so you should definitely try to bid it in. I will. Yeah, I think it's like 500 bucks. I'll do it. Yeah. Imagine after a 15 hour flight, I'm going to be wrecked. The time zone, I can have a good night's sleep and a good meal. True. I've never been on a flight that long. And a nice glass of wine that comps me out to sleep. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Is it direct? Yeah, well, um, it's direct from Vancouver. So mm. I would have to just connect there first and then. Mm, sounds pretty awful honestly how yeah. long of a how long is it from vancouver to australia oh well, just uh 15 hours oh god 
Yeah, did not realize the world is this big until you see the length of a flight to Australia from Canada. Yeah, good good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, I I was going like I had a nine hour flight and I was going like already after six seven hours I was like starting to lose it slightly and I had to like contain myself fifteen hours man I don't know. Well, you know what happens to Montreal? It's a 10-hour flight. So I'm like, what's five more? <laughs> I'm not counting the Montreal to Vancouver leg of the trip because I'm gonna. it's not going to be a trip all at once. It'll be getting to Vancouver, spending a few days, and then going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, at least breaking it up a little. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I guess after uh, you come back from Australia, do you have any, like, big-ticket destinations on your your to-do list uh it will be to replenish my savings account <laughs> the first project and then maybe coming back like oh like maybe when I make stops on the way or just come straight to my no trip. no no I mean like after after your savings account is is back where it oh, was yeah. and you're getting bored of the Montreal life again like what what is your next uh your next travel destinations I was thinking like Croatia or Portugal Mm. or doing you know Portugal Spain together because that makes sense um if not doing Croatia and like a few maybe another country around there or Amsterdam I got a few ideas but for sure I'm gonna keep up with the traveling I want to make sure I go up somewhere like Euro- European every two years mm. and what about uh Vanessa um I think next year I'm gonna go to Greece and visit a few different islands like the uh, I think the other one's called something like Panos, something like that. Paros. Paros, yes. I want to go there and there. There's so many islands I want to do, so I think that'll be my next uh, trip. Maybe I'll do like a 10 days or two weeks. And get proposed to? Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my boyfriend's Greek, so it'll be uh, pretty cool to go with uh, yeah. someone who speaks the language. What about you, Tamir? Uh, I really want to go to Asia, like oh, probably yeah. uh, like Bali and Thailand and maybe like Vietnam. When you go, like let that. me know. I might tag you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't because the thing is, it's like very expensive to fly there. But yeah. once you are there, it's like insanely cheap. Exactly. It's really yeah. like it's a, the same. It's a lot for Asian countries that way. And then, yeah, exactly. You can have the more affordable vacation once you're there. Mm. yeah like I think I saw in Thailand you could be in like one of the most deluxe resorts with like your own private pool for like $200 a week yeah wow yeah Yeah. it's way worthwhile yeah sounds pretty enticing (laughs) and also um how would you say it was navigating through all the COVID restrictions recently like you know with uh testing and arrive can and quarantine and all that. Did you have any like stressful events surrounding that? For me, it was a great excuse to not have to go back to work right away. So I got to work from <laughs> home. <laughs> so in that, in this, I'm looking at it positively. It was a, uh, it's a bit uh, annoying to leave the airport without have like you know, and you're picked to get tested. Uh, that happened to me actually coming back from Vegas. Uh, wait, was it? Oh, Paris. Yeah, coming back from Paris, I was luckily, I was picked randomly to go do it. So it's another hour before you leave the airport. So that's like the not so fun part. 
But um, yeah, besides that, it wasn't too bad for me. Yeah, like we flew, like Mexico was like lockdown when we came back in January. So like that was totally fine. I'm glad we left at that point because we were all kind of in a funk, like oh, like lockdown, it's never ending. Mm-hmm. And other than other than that, like never really came into anything uh, too complicated with the restrictions. Like it was weird here. We had the mask mandate. You go to Paris when we went in was it March, Christina or April? When we go to Paris, April. End of March. So it was like mask mandates and everything was full on here. You get there, no masks. So like that was kind of nice to like have an escape to go there and uh, live a little normally. And then now going to Vegas, there was like nothing to worry about. They lifted the week before we left the U.S. um, antigen testing requirement. So that was like perfectly timed. We didn't have to go get tested before going to Vegas. And uh, yeah, so like really it hasn't been a dampener, which is great. Like if, yeah, I know some people were like, oh, I'm going to wait for the restrictions before I fly. It's like now it's like, you know, things are great. It's like just busy <laughs> airports because everybody's now wanting to travel. But yeah, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing too bad. Luckily, not on yeah. yeah. What about for you guys? No, I wouldn't say uh, I have the same experience. Uh, yeah I mean when I went to Florida I was in like the end of 2020 so you still had to quarantine when you got back for 14 days and that was really unpleasant Uh, like I never did that before in my life and thankfully it was the only time I did that but 14 days at home and it was like in the middle of the winter so like you couldn't even go on your balcony or anything that was Yeah, that was really tough. And I got phone calls like every day asking if I had symptoms. And and if I didn't answer, then they would send people to come knock on my door. Really? And like, yeah. And they were like tracking my phone to make sure I didn't leave. That's and, really strict. Yeah. That's and, so, yeah, we didn't travel. And did I travel at all in 2020? No. So it's like, yeah. wow, you really lived like the height of the restrictions <laughs> and, and flew out during that time. I mean, wow. Yeah. And then even in, in Mexico, I remember I literally, I was waiting for my COVID test, right? Cause they wouldn't let you board the plane unless you have a negative uh, result to Canada. And I was waiting, like, I didn't even know if I'd be able to get on the plane because I had to be in the shuttle, like from the resort to the airport at like eight in the morning. And mm-hmm. I like, at first I'm like, you know what, hopefully I'll get it soon. And then I'll, if it's negative, I'll start packing. And I just didn't get it. So I was kind of like packing, hoping it was negative. Like, and it was still two in the morning and I was packing. And I'm like, please, please. I kept checking my email and only maybe at like 3, 3.30. It said I was negative and I'm like, okay, thank God. And then I went to bed and then then I left in the morning. But like, I can't imagine, like sometimes it's like really close. And I can't imagine like if they give it to you like after your flight is supposed to board like what are you even supposed to do you know so yeah I remember us too like we got the result at like 11 30 p.m and we were leaving the next morning 8 a.m so we had like much more advanced notice than you We didn't have to wait till 3 a.m but I remember they were saying like there's a backlog and yeah we were us too we were kind of like checking our phones every so often we're like let's make sure we got a negative test like so we could actually like fly home <laughs> Yeah, and I think that our resort actually, like a couple of weeks before, they said if you were positive, they would let you stay there, to, like for free to do your quarantine. But I think they changed that like right as we went, or like maybe like yeah. a, two weeks before something. So yeah. that, that was tough. 
Well, our friend got stuck. She went to Dominican around the same time as we were in Mexico and they tested positive in the Dominican. They got two free weeks to stay and quarantine <laughs> in their hotel. And uh, they were in the Dominican total three weeks, but they got changed to a different room with a private pool eventually. <laughs> We would still go down to the beach because they wouldn't like super supervise people. And obviously she's like, I, I wore my mask. I stayed like 20 feet from everybody. But she's like, you're in the open air. Like, why, why not enjoy like, you know, the worst case scenario that you're stuck there? She's like, at least I'm stuck here and not stuck at home in the winter. So, yeah, we didn't feel bad for her. We're like, it looks like you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you have to go to like work or school or something. Yeah, yeah that, would, that wouldn't be too good yeah luckily she works and like they were understanding like it, it was a risk like it's still a risk now if like you travel and you get COVID abroad like well you now you're kind of able to come back if like you're not super symptomatic I guess but I've not had to face that reality so I'm glad <laughs> I, don't know what I, do. I don't know what I would do if I was abroad and got COVID hmm. Get sick and get better. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I travel with my laptop as well because, luckily, my company I can work from anywhere, and I've kind of gotten into habit. Bring my laptop if I get sick. I can at least work from wherever I am. So yeah. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so this might be a bit controversial, but which country would you say has the best food? Hmm. Hmm. Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Italy, Greece, for sure. Oh, Portugal was good, but no, Italy, Greece, number number tied. Yeah. <laughs> you? I'd probably say Italy and Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. it's true. Mexico is good. Shoot. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I never get it in the trash, and I'll always sell my best eating in Europe. So true. Really good. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really good food, though. I really like the um, fail type food. So good. Okay, I can't choose. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, the thing about Mexico, though, is I find, like, it tastes so different from, like, Mexican food everywhere else. And it's just, yeah. like, ten times better. I don't know. Like, I'm always so surprised by the food there. Oh, yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Especially all the, the fancy restaurants with, like, seven courses. and Yeah. Like, yeah. A- every time I'm, like, in Montreal, this would be, like, $300 or something. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's just free. <laughs> yeah, all inclusive in Mexico is the way to go. <laughs> yeah. And um, would you ever go somewhere that most Canadians would probably call you crazy for going there, like North Korea or Iran or Saudi Arabia or anything like that? Mm, most likely, no. Unless I was going with someone like who's from there, speaks the language, like can guarantee my safety. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm a very, like, traditional traveler. Like, I like going to Europe. I like going down south, like, places that are known for tourism and, and friendly to Canadians. So I wouldn't recommend it. wouldn't recommend myself or anyone else to go somewhere that's not going to welcome you and treat you well. Yeah, I'm five foot two, and I look, I look young. I think I look younger, and uh, I feel like it's not, and uh, being a woman, it's just not... Uh, it's not the same like unfortunately even in my own neighborhood sometimes I don't feel my safest and you know I do I act and behave in certain ways like I won't walk alone at night unless there's a well-lit area that I'm comfortable with and I'll keep my keys in my hand you know so I can I don't know hopefully punch somebody out of everything anything happens 
So it's the same thing with traveling for me. Like I, I can only go where I feel safe and comfortable. That's why I picked Australia as a place to go because um, it's a place um, that's very similar to Canada. And I imagine I could feel re- relatively safe in a lot of popular cities. I don't see myself going to small towns, for example. I've been reading up. There's a lot of vandalism going on right now. So it's like all these things we have to factor in uh, being female and traveling, especially traveling alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jared's gonna say he'd go somewhere controversial. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm gonna go to uh, Ukraine right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I, I'm like, I would consider going somewhere a bit more controversial, but I'd probably have to do a lot of research first. Because yeah. like, there's probably something like kind of cool about it, you know, like going on like one of those North Korea tours and you go through oh, like God. Pyongyang and all that. Like, I know it's crazy, but that might be part of the fun, you know. um is it going to be your first time traveling alone when you go to australia it is my first time traveling alone in australia and i'm like not even like 100 percent traveling alone i am going down a little bit with my best friend's younger sister but i am the older one so i will be feeling a bit more res- like partially more responsible for her versus vice versa so yeah, it's a big, it's a big thing for me, a big step. And at first I wanted to go to Mexico and do this on my own, but um, my, my older sister did not approve at all. And, you know, after talking to her about it, I was like, Hey, I can actually make something more of myself in a, in a country like Australia and maybe even work in my field that I'm currently doing now, study, make different types of connections versus working on a resort. Like it all depends what you're looking for. Like maybe if I was a little bit younger in my twenties, I would have gone and done the whole Mexico thing. But now being a little bit more older and established and looking for a little bit more and personally, like to develop and grow, I feel like I'll find what I'm looking for in Australia. And so that's what led me to that decision and feeling safer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a different experience to travel by yourself, but I think sometimes it's it's fun to do it. Like it's fun to travel with people, but sometimes yeah. it's fun to mix it up yeah. and travel by yourself. I think so. I'm going zero to 100. Like I should maybe yeah. have thought of trying something a little bit closer, like states or even leaving mm-hmm. the province for a little bit just to get a feel for it. But instead I'm going across the world right out of the gate. <laughs> so I guess what I could recommend to people is, um, you know, if they're, they don't see themselves doing that big long haul trip, start small and uh, do a week away or do a few months or do an, do an even better. What I wish I did in university is an exchange. It's a great way. You're on campus. You're in a safe space. You're with teachers. You're with the staff. You're you're making pe- friends in dorms with locals and people that are also doing the same thing as you. It's like the perfect way to get your feet wet and traveling on your own. Mm. And when we met you, Tamir, you were a solo traveler. I thought that was like the coolest thing. I was like, I've never gone to a resort <laughs> yeah. on my own. And it like, it takes a certain personality and confidence to do that and make friends, which you did. We, we've come out of it as friends. Like we were mm. together back in January, Mexico, now we're July. Like we're still in touch and like, it's great. Like, I think it's like the coolest thing. And I would want to do that one day myself, travel alone, solo. Uh, I've never done it. What about you, Tamir? Was mm. Mex- You've done other trips solo? Um, just uh, Florida also. Mm-hmm. But cause the thing is, like, what I realized, is, like, I prefer going with people. But, like, you know, like, most people, if they can't find people to go with them, they just cancel the trip. Yeah. But I don't, I don't oh. think you should do that. If you really want to go somewhere and people are saying no, especially during the pandemic, you know, most people were saying no because they didn't feel safe and everything. I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to let me, like, 
like ruin my whole plans and like not enjoy myself. So yeah. like, no, I'm just going to go alone. Why not? And like, sometimes it, it is fun. Like it's not as fun, I would say, but it, it could still be like 80% of the way there. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's what I would say. Don't, don't cancel the whole trip because you can't find people. Yeah. Yeah. That's another good tip. Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't like your own company, how are you going to like other people's company? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> and also, usually when you're alone, there's a bigger chance of actually meeting people. So that's yeah. good, right? Because when you're with your group, you don't really have a reason to leave. So yeah, it kind of forces you to leave your comfort zone a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And you were so approachable. Like when I saw you at the shuttle stop, I was like, oh my God, like we have a shared experience right now. Like this is really funny. So you can't help but like comment on it with the person beside you. So <laughs> Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question, um, what life lessons have you learned from your travels? Big question. For me, I'll, I'll start kind of right away. I realized how important work-life balance is. And mm. I, I work to live, I don't live to work. And every time I travel, I'm like, this is what I work towards. And, uh, and it's not just like, I don't want to like work like a mad woman and then finally like enjoy my vacation and my time off. I like the feeling who I am on vacation. I, I take that feeling back with me in my day to day. Like when I'm, I finish work on time, I try not to do too much overtime. When I'm home, like I'm doing self-care, like things that I like to do. I'm spending time with friends and family. I'm not letting um, pressures because here in like, you know, here I find in my personal experience, but I think, I don't know if other people feel the same way, but we work in a lot of demanding jobs that like, it's mm-hmm. never enough what you do. You're not working hard enough. You're not working long enough. And when you leave earlier and you're trying to like respect that boundary, like I experience a ton of guilt. And every time I go on vacation, I'm like, and I see how other people live, other people live their lives and how their vacations are really to like disconnect. And when they're back home, like they have such good balance and boundaries. I really admire that. So for me, that's a lesson that I've learned. And I really try to preach it to all of my friends that are going through struggles or even a Vanessa, I give her like flack all the time for working late. So I tell her, you're never going to get these hours back. Like these are hours that we need to live and be with the people that we connect and love. And yeah, it's important to achieve and, you know, to get work done and occasionally do it. But in the grand scheme of things, I think life is too short. You got to enjoy it. Um, Not just on vacation, but every day too. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I think that you should like work just as much as you need to have the lifestyle that you want. But as soon as you get that, why would you work like a second more? You know, yeah. that's like my point of view. hundred percent. I have, a, I'll give you a quick example today. My colleague took one day of vacation this week, one day, and she's still emailing us on her day off. I, I, <laughs> as a respect of her boundary, I don't answer her emails. I'm like, if you want to email me, that's your choice, but you're on vacation and I'm going to honor that. You might not be able to honor your own boundary, but I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to honor yours and I'm, I'm not going to answer it unless she called me but even then I, I make sure I let her know be like hey do you know you're calling me on your vacation on your day off really you know it's crazy a lot of people like you know who are listening to this they might be like wow I don't have that problem I don't talk to people but I think some people do some people don't know how to disconnect and it could lead to a lot of negative things down the road or you know so I just think it's important mm. and what um, about you <laughs> yeah so mine <laughs> 
uh, I thought of one, and I'll just say one only. So it's to be present. So like when you're on vacation and you're sitting on the beach and like you're just like in that happy feeling of like gratitude, it's just like absorb that moment and think about like I'm here right now. I'm not needing to be anywhere else. No one else is needing me. Nothing like enjoy the moment, enjoy the food you're eating at the restaurant. And, you know, it's that's something I bring back into my life here, too. I'm like, stop getting distracted by like the noise, like by phone or a schedule, like try to be present in like every moment, every conversation, every thought, you know, like just make sure everything's intentional. Because that way, you know, you're giving people and yourself like your own undivided attention to what you need and what other people need of you. And yeah, life, just enjoy like every moment of life, like your friends, your family, like you said, Christy, life is short. So um, that's something I try to do. It's definitely not easy. Like we're all distracted. We're all multitasking. Like, and that's the enemy to that. You know, you have to just be present in every one thing at a time. So I'm working on that. Uh, for me, I, I guess uh, I could say like two of them. The first one I, I learned like like just recently uh, in Europe, and then I saw that people there like live a lot more. I would say than people in North America. Oh, like, sure. that, 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 there's you know like people like even locals that probably have work the next day. They're they're like in groups like at a restaurant at like two in the morning, laughing and and drinking and whatever you know like. Like that is a lot rarer, I'd say in Montreal, like people, maybe they only do that on weekends or whatever, but there, it seems mm-hmm. like every single night people are living their lives and having fun. So yeah. that's something that I think we should incorporate more in Montreal. And another thing, yeah, and another thing I would say also is that like being born in, in Canada or like a um, similar country is like a huge gift. Mm Because, like, even just in Mexico, like, you know, when you see all the people working there, like, I feel really bad for these people because, like, a lot of them don't have the opportunities that I have, like, just because they were born in a different country. Yeah. And a a lot of them won't be able to, like, leave the country or move up the ranks or get, like, a high education Mm -hmm. or things like that. So I think it's important to appreciate, like, if you're born in Canada or the U.S. or a place like that. And yeah. it's like really something to, to be happy, like grateful about. Yeah, I like so much what you said, like, um, especially like I try to live my life more in the week than just living for the weekend. And, you know, unfortunately, I work a really early day. So it, unfortunately, like right now, like, you know, I don't do that. I stay home and like do a few things here and there. But I really like what you said about that. And also that like, you know, traveling is also a privilege, like for sure. Like, I know, like, we all work hard to have the funds to do and be able to travel and get the time off but a lot of people work different jobs or have different incomes and they can't do what we get to do so yeah I think it's really important to always be grateful too I like that thanks for saying that yeah thank you I guess uh (laughs) what should I answer to that like no problem you're welcome I don't know No, you just like you grounding me right now. Like you're reminding me, like oh my god, like we're so lucky we get to do this. We get to have this this talk right now about all the places we love to see and all the places we plan on going to. I really hope we get to vacation again together. Yeah, yeah, Mexico reunion. Yeah, Mexico reunion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you're in Australia until when? I'm gonna. I'm leaving by like latest September 20th. So I'm looking at flights between the 18th and 20th, and then. Yeah, I'd like to stay until January, so feel free. Mm-hmm. Open invite. 
I'll see. I'll see. You don't mind the 15 hour flight though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's easy to come on and fly in the pod. You'll be there in no time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, for being on the podcast tonight. It was really nice. That was awesome. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. Uh, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>